Herod. Sneaky. Bring me, bring me word, so that I may praise him too. Uh Uh-huh. Lies. Welcome to The Far More Podcast. Hey, Liz. Hey, Jason. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Well, it's the Christmas season. It is. We're already celebrating with friends and family. Yep, we sure are. And uh, we're going to do something special today. What are we going to do? You tell us. Well, I think since Christmas is right upon us, we, you and I decided we should read the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to read it in the traditional sense in that most people just read collectively from Luke. But instead, we are going to go from a couple of different Gospels and do it in chronological order. That's right. And, you know, we talk a lot about Jesus being the reason for the season. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking a lot about how much, no, the reason is us and God wanting a relationship with us. So this is going to be the most theologically sound podcast episode we've probably done to date because we're literally reading directly from Scripture. Yes. So I just want to encourage everyone, listen, don't stop this podcast just because you maybe have heard this story a million times. I want you to remember that God's word is living and Mm -hmm. active and breathing, and God can speak a whole new word to you from the same passage that you've heard a thousand times. So just stop and pray and ask the Lord to speak something new into your life while you're listening to this story. And so I think we should just get started. Let's do it. You going to kick it off for us? I am. Let's go. Okay, so this, we're going to start with Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And this is where the angel Gabriel visits Mary. So I can imagine how how terrified she was at first. Mm -hmm. And so this is the story of Jesus' birth being foretold. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So if we jump to Luke 2, Luke 2, 1 to 7, this is Luke's account of the birth of Jesus. So kicking that off. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration where Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. 
And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Now we flip over. That's what I love about the Gospels. You have multiple accounts. We can flip over to Matthew's account. Mm -hmm. So we flip over to Matthew chapter 1, 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear. Take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had bespoken by the prophet. Behold, the Virgin Mary shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Awesome. I love it when scripture proves scripture. You have the prophecy in the Old Testament, and then you have mm. the New Testament fulfilling the prophecy. It kind of makes, it gives me like, you know, goosebumps thinking about it. Well, yeah, and you had everyone studying a historical account. So I go back to, we've talked a lot about history proof points. Mm -hmm. And you like that it, so much. It, there's yeah. so much through line in the Bible. That it, it's not fiction. It just points yeah. back to, here's a historical account. Yeah. People hundreds and thousands of years ago believed this thing was happening, and then you're there experience it in real time. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay, so you just read Matthew's account, and so now we're going to flip back over to Luke, where the angels actually visit the shepherds. Mm. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Can you imagine? A, I, like, I can't even wrap my mind around a multitude. I can't even wrap my mind around one angel. No. Let alone... A multitude of heavenly hosts all singing and praising this baby Jesus. Like, again, goosebumps. Mm. Can't imagine that. All right, so let's fast forward a little bit okay. to the wise men. So this is going to Matthew's account of the wise men visiting Jesus. And this is Matthew 2, 1 to 12. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, 
in the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Who is he who has been born of the king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For so it was written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judea. For from you shall come a ruler, who shall be your shepherd, my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly, and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly and with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Mm-hmm. Herod. Sneaky. Bring me, bring me word, so that I may praise him too. Uh-huh. Lies. All lies. So one of the things that I love about John, mm. the Apostle John, is that he, well, we've talked about this before, he was the one whom Jesus loved, but he loved Jesus too mm. so much, and he wanted everyone to know, hey, y'all, this is why. This is why Jesus is here. And so I think it's important that we read the beginning, the very beginning of John. If y'all want to join me, I'm in John chapter one, verse one. And this is where John is talking about the word becoming flesh, Jesus coming to us and why he is here. So in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. 
No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Mm. I mean, that's some heady stuff. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot, period. But I'm so thankful for this account. And you can just feel his excitement. You can. You it's, can. It's palpable. And so if we, if we move from kind of John describing that and the, and the reason for Jesus, and we, we kind of close out with Mark giving the account of what Jesus himself said as he began his ministry. We close out of, of really Jesus announcing the reason for the gospel. And this is Mark 1, 14 and 15. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Hmm. So that's the story. That's right. And that word believe. We talk about belief a lot this time of year. We do. But Jesus in his own words, just crying out, saying, believe in the gospel. It's the reason. It's the reason for his existence. It's the reason we celebrate. It's the reason we worship. Well, yeah, he, he's, he is the way. You know, the Bible says, I am the way, mm. the truth, and the life. No one comes through the Father except through me. And this is just an invitation. It's an invitation to to believe, right? And so that's that's our that's our call, that's our choice. And I, I hope everybody believes. I want everybody to believe. <laughs> Yeah, and, and just encourage you this, this time of year, just sit down with your family or by yourself and just read these passages. Go through them. Let God speak to you through his word. I think that's just always encouraging for us. Yeah, and like you said, well, I want to piggyback off of what you said about mm-hmm. sitting down. You know, for those of our listeners and those who are watching who do have children, even though they may be wiggly and squirmy and they may <laughs> not they may not sit through the whole thing, Y'all, they're soaking it in. I mm. promise you they're soaking it in because I can remember my mom reading it to me every single year. I can remember the pastors at the church the church we went to yeah. reading it every single year. And I distinctly remember being that wiggly kid who was probably coloring in her coloring book, but it was soaking in. I know that for a fact. Now that I'm older, I know that it was. I was absorbing it. Yeah. And so just because your kids don't sit still for the whole thing, don't think it means that they aren't hearing it. Be encouraged and read it to them. That's and right. we hope that you're encouraged by, by this episode. And mm. thank you for, for staying, sticking around and listening to us tell the Christmas story. And we're so grateful. We'll see y'all next time. See ya. See ya.